Today, a 13-year-old is killed by Chicago police, but is there more to the story? And the Pfizer CEO says a third COVID vaccine dose will be likely needed within 12 months. So your nightmare is not over. It's just going to keep going forever. We've got a lot to get into, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Happy Friday, by the way. Uh, today I am joined by Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America, who is currently sober. I mm-hmm. can't say that that will last throughout the entire day. No, I, I don't think it will. Uh, we are doing power hour. Power later. hour tonight. Yes. Uh, me, you, Chad Prather, Jason Buttrell, Spencer Corson. Yeah. See, he's um, already... He's already messing up his words yeah no i, I don't imagine. expect to be able to get through this in a, it's gonna be a mess let's but be we do that. have the sober stuber gear uh today so far so we're happy well, to have don't it. give them that yet because if i really suck today we can say it was oh. taped after the power hour okay that's a good that's a, or just that you're an alcoholic and you've just been drinking all day one of the two either way <laughs> also joined by blaze tv contributor eric july who is uh, way more straight-laced than we are mm-hmm. and uh, more morally sound, I think. <laughs> <Of course>. but, <laughs> all right, so let's get into the headlines of the day. Uh, difficult one for sure uh, to start off with. So the Chicago Police Department released enhanced body cam footage of a 13-year-old uh, who was shot dead by the cops. Now, this happened last month, but the body cam footage was just released by the police department. So uh, this is Adam Toledo, a 13-year-old who uh, had he had a run in with the police. He apparently um, had a gun that he ditched. And as the police officer is telling him to drop the weapon, hold his hands up, it it just there was apparently confusion and uh, he ended up shooting the 13 year old Adam Toledo and uh, who ended up later dying. So let's let's watch that video that was uh, just released. Stop just right now. Obviously, it's graphic hey, for anyone who has children. Hey, stop it. Stop it. Shots fired. Shots fired. Get an ambulance up here now. So. Now, this is it. This is the video in real time, right? Um, here we have a, a still. It's very hard to see in real time. Obviously, uh, things are happening at full speed. Hard to tell what is what. But here on this full screen, for those of you who are watching uh, on any of our video visual platforms, you can see the gun um, that he ditches that they later then found as that, that last full screen there um, on the ground. So this is a this is a really difficult one. Um, you know, people in Chicago, BLM, uh, you know, just anyone who has been shouting a cab, you know, cops are horrible, defund the police are now using this as another yet another reason to say, you know, police are out there executing 13 year olds. And why do we need them? Um, Stu, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, obviously, really, you know, you hate to see these outcomes, mm-hmm. no matter whether they're justified or not, especially when someone's 13 and obviously has no, co- ca- you know, capacity to, right. to you know, uh, to really be handling these situations. That being said, you know, an officer who's running after someone, uh, you know, they need to be able to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can understand, uh, you know, uh, at some level, um, you know, how these things do occur. I mean, it's, it's messy. Um, you know, obviously... I'm a big Second Amendment proponent as well. Just because you're carrying a gun doesn't necessarily mean uh, you should be shot. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say that. But this was obviously, you know, we don't know the whole situation all around this. Uh, You know, again, 
the, what we keep saying and no one ever listens to is just maybe we should learn and then protest, like in that order, like learn about it. I feel like and someone has a shirt. Yeah, that I do. Says <laughs> Thank that. you very much. Yeah. Says, learn, then protest. The order is important. Yes. Um, and it is like we don't know all the facts about this. We could see this video and you can kind of understand both sides of the video yeah. at some level. Right. I mean, I can under, like, you know, it's 13 year old. Like you hate to freaking see right. this happen. Um, on the other hand, you know, an officer and if he's saying, show me your hands. Yeah. And he, he's raising his hands. It's mm -hmm. like, well, what do you want him to do? But then the officer, if he knows he has a gun, he's, he's going to be jumpy. Yeah. He wants to go home to his family, too. Yeah. I mean, I would also take a moment to, to just recommend if an officer is coming up to you and asking you to stop. Like if you're if you stop and you and you're respectful, usually these things don't occur. Running is a really bad idea. And that doesn't mean that the cops are always right. Doesn't mean that they have the right to constantly be right. pulling you over. And all. there's lots of exceptions to that. But that basic rule is really important. We played a, a clip of uh, the Chris Rock show from 2000 um, the other day. And it was Chris Rock just going through like, here's a way to not get your ass kicked by police. And it's just him just running through these basic steps of really just being nice to anyone. Right. Mm -hmm. Be polite. Don't run. Don't uh, threaten. Um, and don't be with a crazy woman was basically the way he put it. I, now, you know, Sarah, I never would think any cr woman is crazy. No, um, I would. You would. Yes, yes. <laughs> you would you're not. much more anti-woman than I am. Uh, but the, at the end of the day, like these steps hold yeah. up most of the time. Uh, you're going to be completely fine if you if you follow them, even if you've committed a crime. It's just a matter of like, you know, when when these things when you start running, it starts a process in which, uh, you know, it ends a lot of times, uh, you know, not a lot of times, but sometimes very badly. And it seems like that's the case here. Uh, but, you know, you have to be able to to these are there's a million there's millions of interactions every year that police have. And most of them turn out completely fine, um, you know, and we tend to focus on. The very few uh, that uh, are very, you know, one color versus another color, but, you know, police versus someone, you know, like we just try to build these narratives and it's not healthy for society. Yeah. And I think, Stu, to your point, yes, it's probably a good idea uh, to just so that there's no altercation to listen to them, at least in the moment. But. You shouldn't have to die if you choose yes. not to, right? If you make the decision to not comply, which means you run away or whatever, if you're running away from the police, I don't, like, you, sh you shouldn't have a death sentence because of that. Um, Eric, I'm very curious, as the staunch libertarian mm -hmm. at the table, uh, where you fall on this issue. Yeah, I mean, because if you look at it isolated, and I've been clear about this when it comes to virtually every single incident that is akin to this, when you look at it isolated, it's one thing. When you look at it in context, it can be another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at it just alone by itself, it looks terrible. It yeah. looks terrible. It looks like a um, cop ran up on a 13-year-old and, sh and shot him. Now, more stuff comes out. Hey, he's just zooming in footage. I don't know what, what he, they were chasing him for, what, exact, what exactly occurred. I have no idea. And that's pretty important. That's pretty important to take into consideration because the reality, and this isn't me defending cops, you never get me doing that, but I'm, I'm talking, I'm looking at it in a, in a concept of like, okay, let's see if I was in a position to where I had some sort of conflict, altercation, someone, I don't know, it doesn't matter whether I'm out because I carry, uh, so whether I'm out, whether I'm at the house, doesn't matter. And there's an instance where I could think of where I could have a gun, somebody either could ditch the gun or something like that, move a certain way, and I draw, like, in order to prevent me from not, you know, being the one on the other right. side. 
And I say that to just let the audience understand that it's not always as black and white. So if but if, if we're looking at it like that, now that part I want to be clear about it. if we're looking at it just isolated and that's it. Let's say it was some minor infraction that had, you know, in terms of why he chased him or something. That, that's terrible. Shit happened. Of course, the cop's going to be condemned as he should be. I want to be clear. But the context is very important. And I need to understand that in order to understand, like, why the reaction was mm-hmm. as it is. And I think that's the, the whole wait and see. I think that's a very important part of, of certainly the, the, this process. So you can gather sort of all that information and what this all stems from. And this includes my fellow libertarians. This includes the a, uh, all the ACAP. Uh, guys, this includes people that are on um, even the side of the police generally. The expectation that people have of police, certainly it goes both ways. And that it's unrealistic. I think it's unrealistic by people that protect them at any given cost. They say that you, you know, you listen to them all the time. Uh, you know, you shouldn't react in, 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 in X way and in, in, in Y way because they are just above everything and they're basically gods. And then you have the other side who expects them to basically have uh, superhero or superhuman like reaction speeds uh, be able to interpret things on the fly fast yeah. I know we watch it after the fact and we think one way and humans we are individuals at the end of the day they aren't robots and this is something that has to be taken into consideration but it's often not which is why I say the unrealistic expectation is not just on one on one side I think it goes on virtually people that are whether you're in the middle of it whether you uh, generally protect cops whether you are whether you hate them I think people have unrealistic expectations of these cops, which is why I am such a proponent of getting rid of so many of these instances where you basically encourage conflict with the police officers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Not, I'm not even talking about minor infractions. I'm saying things that shouldn't even be illegal because there's no victim. Mm-hmm. There's no victim there. And all that. And this is what a lot of people when I argue with conservatives about the issue. Unfortunately, a lot of them don't see that where it's like these minor infractions, they create conflict. And that conflict, depending on how you react, depending on who the cop is that you're dealing with that day, could result in yeah, maybe you just go to jail. Maybe you don't even get arrested or maybe you die. Mm-hmm. And, and and unfortunately, the infraction itself creates that that tension. So I want to get rid of those instances where and at least where there's no victim. I think I feel like we should be able to agree at least on that. There's no victim. It's a completely arbitrary. The state just decided you shouldn't do it or you can't. Not that you shouldn't. You can't do it, which then whether the cop agrees with it or not, he feels as if he has to step in and do this. And this creates all this uh, order conflict, because the minute we can at least limit that, I guess we'll see less of these instances happening. It doesn't take away from the fact that people have unrealistic expectations of of that institution yeah well oh go ahead still you know i was just gonna say like i think i that's i think eric's onto something real here and and it's it's like i think if we can kind of come if there was those two things could happen you know when the interactions do happen with police we we treat them um you know you treat your these interactions as respectfully and calmly as possible and understand that they're under a lot of pressure and they're in Mm -hmm. tough situations often but let's limit this um, these amount of situations you know i'll give you one example Um, i was at a when we lived in pennsylvania um uh, we came into the house and i can't remember i think we set our alarm off or something you know which called the police and they came out um and i saw them pull up you know we had just gotten home it was all our house is all dark and i realized like 
and they saw him walking kind of to the side because they're like, is someone breaking into the house? That's their perception, right? They think someone's breaking into the house. The alarm went off and all the lights are off inside the house. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So they go they go slowly around the side of the house. And I, I was thinking to myself, I don't want to just burst out of the front door. Hey, everybody! You know, like, right. that. I could. they might right. think I'm coming out. So my thought was, this is exactly really what happened. I came and I'm like, what if I kind of go to the side as they're kind of walking through the driveway and I open up the garage door? Because here's a very slow, loud door <laughs> yeah. that will reveal... Uh, you know, me very slowly with the lights on inside the garage. Hopefully, like, that's the best way to yeah. calm that interaction. Well, what happened when I did that? I hit the garage door and my dog darted out under the garage door. Oh. And I'm like, my dog could have been shot yeah. easily. And I would, it would have been hard. I would have been devastated by yeah. that. Yeah. But also, it would have been hard to, to blame the officer for right. that. I mean, they don't know what. The, now, my dog is really, was really small and, and uh, it probably he wouldn't have shot it. But it could have happened easily. Yeah. And you realize, and, and by the way, when that happened, uh, the the officers pulled their gun out and pointed it at me, mm-hmm. and I had a gun pointed at me, white guy in my own freaking house. Um, it was not because they did anything wrong. They were trying to help a situation that could have gone wrong. So it really is a tough dance, and we 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 have no. There in the media has no ability to see a gray area in this. Oh, uh, that's it, true. They just don't have the ability. That's, but that's why we don't ever get to solutions to these problems, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. You bring up a great point. Like, not every, every area is black and white. Sometimes it is gray. And a lot of people are in, they have an inability to see themselves in e- even that situation. Where they say, well, you should be trained and all this. And I, and I certainly can uh, certainly empathize and I certainly understand that. But people like ourselves, like myself, you know, I grew up a knucklehead. You know what I mean? I, was, I had a lot of conflicts with not just police, uh, but a lot of conflicts with other people that were, you know, sometimes turn into violent situations. Those split-second decisions, 99% of people that sit up here in armchair and look at stuff, it doesn't matter what side of the issue you are on, you're talking out of your behind because you've never been in that situation and you don't even know how you would react because you've never been in that situation. Well, and you want to talk about creating more conflict, uh, just talking about the media. Uh, CBS News is in some hot water because they actually cropped the body cam footage uh, of the 13-year-old holding the gun. So they claim that they cropped it for, uh, you know, it was cropped to be viewed on a mobile device. But it just so happened <laughs> that that you can't see him ditch the gun in their playing of uh, this body cam Can footage. I ask this? Because I don't know if you know. You may know this as well, Stu. Do we know if the cop saw him ditch the gun? Uh, I don't know that they've revealed that. Okay. They di- I mean, they yeah. obviously found it later. Right. But, I they mean, look how dark it was. And then they have pictures of, of so him actually quick. having it. Yeah. Right. And I, they were I'm responding wondering... to gunshots. Okay, so they are responding to, to mm-hmm. the gun. See... <laughs> I could see a situation like I'm getting I'm just being rational here in an instance where if they don't know and let's say he was if there was a response to an actual act of aggression. I'm just going I'm not saying this happened in America. I'm just using this as a hypothetical situation where you could understand how something as unfortunate as it may be. It was something that is understandable in an instance where. If there was an act of aggression responding to shots fired, responding to someone actually getting shot, and you have a particular suspect there, we know that he has a gun. You don't see him ditch it, and there's a movement or something like that. I don't care if you're a cop or not. 
you're probably firing, right? Yeah. You're probably you firing that. So, again, this is why we need to learn all the facts. I'm, I'm interested to see what that information uh, certainly reveals there. Yeah. Context, something that is completely lost uh, in 2021. We all right. See, I've been drinking already, too. Mm-hmm. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Bonner Wines. So if you have not yet tried their wines, um, they have their vineyards uh, at, like, 9,000 feet. So they make the most incredible wine and you maybe if you're not a wine person you don't realize what a difference it makes where the vineyards are uh, where the grapes are made but it really 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 does yeah, are they in a mountain or are they just suspended in air over a city at it's 9, just a, feet? they got really tall sticks <laughs> and they great. just lift the sticks it's at t- nine thousand feet it's a totally new gimmick for wine right you just have helicopters hovering over cities <laughs> with wine just, <laughs> just an idea just throwing that out there but um and so here's the thing this is why i love the wine so much because you guys know me as like the health nut here okay these wines are way healthier than regular wines Mm. yeah they've got because of where they're made they've got uh like 10 times the amount of resveratrol which is really good for uh it's like uh longevity boosting it helps your memory it helps you live a long life um and it's less sugar less additives less chemicals so if you are being nagged by someone in your life to get healthy (laughs) Just get a case of wine from, yeah. from Bonner. There you go. Nice I mean, and easy. I'm helping you guys out over <laughs> here, okay? By the way, they keep getting shipments in, and the shipments keep getting sold so quickly they can barely keep them in stock. So you're not going to want to sleep on this. Get you a case of the Malbecs, all right? You're not going to regret it. Get it. Make it with a good steak unless you're stew and you're a vegetarian. You big weirdo over here. <laughs> all right, you can get 50% off of the wine right now, 50% off of the shipping if you go to cowgirlwine2021.com. It is only at cowgirlwine2021.com. Back in a minute. We talked earlier in the week about the Black Lives Matter co-founder who is getting some criticism over her purchases of at least four uh, different houses. Can we pause and say what a great headline that is? Black Lives Manners. Manners. I, I mean, know. that is a solid, impressive. that's an impressive headline and, by the New York Post. And you can see those those price tags down at the bottom of that. 1.4 million, 415,000, 590,000, uh, 510. So, I mean, you know, she's she is living large. So a lot of people criticizing her, rightfully so, I think. But she does have at least one defender, commentator and activist Mark Lamont Hill, who who interviewed her for uh, a program which I did not know exist called called Black Black News Tonight. Uh, And he asked her about it and was definitely here to run cover for her. Here's a little bit of that exchange. So a critique, though, from the left that would say, um, if you are a trained Marxist, if we're talking about a certain kind of radical politic, that extravagant homes of any sort or multiple properties of any sort is itself contradictory to the ideology that you hold. And so it's not about having money per se, but that it's about, uh, or about property per se, but it's about there being a potential contradiction between your express politics and your lived practice. Hmm. Sure, and I think that is a critique that is um, wanting. And I say that because um, the 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 way that I live my life is in direct support to black people, including my black family members, uh, first and foremost. And uh, for so many black folks who 
are able to invest um, in themselves and their community, they choose to invest in their family. And that's what I've chosen to do. Uh Um, I have a child, I have a brother that has severe mental illness that I take care of. Um, I support my mother um, and I support many other family members of mine. And so I see um, uh, my money as not my own. I see it as um, my family's money as well. Which is so interesting. (laughs) She's in such a unique situation as the only black person who is there to support family members. Yeah, or any white person, too. I mean, I also have uh, family members uh, who we help out, right? But you're white, so you don't. But I'm white, so I don't don't count. I I gotta say, that's chef's kiss. That is, as a fan of horrible spin on network television and the black network news, I mean, who could could love it anymore? (laughs) This is black news tonight? Could you imagine if we had white (laughs) news tonight? tonight. (laughs) I love that. I always want to get my news identified only by skin color. Like I, that's all the <laughs> That's when decisions. you know you're getting yeah. the truth. Too. Oh gosh, that's just so uncomfortable to watch. And like, look, she's in reality. The funny thing about it is what she's saying here is totally right. Right. Correct. Yeah, right? Like yes. that's how you should think. Yes, you should take care of your family and yourself. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's a great idea of what to do with your money. Get a lot of it. Yep. Spend it on on the people you love. What a fantastic idea. With the exception of she wants to take everyone else's money and implement socialism on everyone else. And in a way, she's being consistent there, too, because she's at the top of this thing. Mm. And that's how socialists live at the top. They get lots of money. They get to take care of all their, fr- their friends and their loved ones. It's everyone else. Just, yeah, exactly. Everyone else gets to suck it up and deal with their terrible policies. You know, it's just amazing that she could even with a straight face utter the fact that I'm taking care of other black people because they're in my family <laughs> is like, um, mwah, I love it. Eric. Like, and this is what I'm trying to explain to these, you know, you get these black socialists that are out there. And unfortunately, they have to try to spin it because people are rightfully criticizing her as if there's a conflict with the fact that she's getting property. You are not going to find anybody that's an advocate of free and voluntary exchange capitalism that has a problem with that. What we're pointing out is the contradiction and the fact that you know where you know your money's coming from we know black lives matter in terms of its national little organization and and these struggling sort of locales are like where's the money going and i think that's a question worth worth having and then when you see one of their leaders just purchasing all of this all of these properties yeah of course they're gonna have questions the issue isn't in a, a, a mark lamont hill to his credit kind of alluded to that mm-hmm. it's not with the necessarily the the property it's with the well you you are a supposed trained marxist and that isn't how Marxists are, are, are living. So she tries to, or supposedly, uh, though historically that's exactly right. what they've done, um, is lace up their themselves and their families while the peasants be yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not how the peasants are living. Yeah, sure. exactly. So um, that's actually how Marxism has played out, though they would argue that's not what it actually is. Of course. In fact, they're anti-property, uh, um, or property is uh, theft, as they would like to mm-hmm. uh, say, which doesn't even make sense. But that's the issue. And, and, and what I saw out of this and when I'm seeing all this conflict, that was, I, of course, I had my bit. I had to say on, on the subject matter and to see people like talk past each other more. So it's coming from one side because they're like, oh, people are criticized this idea that black people are, are, are getting these problems. Like, no, they're not. No. You're just saying that because you want that to be true to try to invalidate the actual criticism. The actual criticism is in the fact that what she's doing is in direct con tradition she's a hypocrite let's call it what it is doesn't matter what she's oh well i'm oh i'm doing it for black people right so you gotta give me a pass on this i'm doing it for black people. no 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 
when it comes to your ideology, you and the purchasing of all of these properties are antithetical to what it is that you claim to be an advocate for. If you are just open about, let's say, being a proponent of free and voluntary exchange, nobody would say anything. We wouldn't be criticizing you. No, no, I'm not criticizing other black people. I want you to get wealth. Right. I want you to I want you to build especially generational wealth. That's what I'm trying to be. But I'm an open and admitted capitalist. So when you go see me purchase a property, what are you going to say? Like, well, this is no, this is what I want to do. This is how I'm trying to lace up my family. So the contradiction is there and we need to address the argument as such. And as unfortunately, all these people that are protecting her, that want to act as if we have a problem with black people having property. That's not the case. Well, it is also interesting, Eric, because I think the same people who would say that you're wrong for criticizing her, even though she's, you know, also like all of these neighborhoods, I believe, are super white. Yes, especially the uh, one in L.A. It's like right. one, like 99 percent right. white. But they tell you i've seen them actually tell you that you're sitting at the white man's table yes. mm. which i was like not white <laughs> not a man thank you well white passing as well, you say fair you're yes. white passing. i'm white passing <laughs> when i but it's like so you're going to criticize a black man for having an opinion because he's sitting at a white man's table but somehow what she's doing is completely fine and you don't see the problem with it. Yes, it's, it's like incredible. they will allow all the hypocrisy in the world if you just espouse whatever nonsense it is that they want yeah. you to. You can be as hypocritical as you want. A lot of these, like she's, of course, not the first one. Like it's a long list of, uh, uh, of black race hustlers, which is calling what, what they are, who got a lot of money. Let's say mm. that they're well off and it's off the backbones of other people's supposed struggle. Yeah. She ain't the first one and she ain't going to be the last. It's a very, very lucrative market. And it has been for years. This is why you won't see a lot of solutions coming from this. We're talking maybe hundreds of millions of dollars that have gone to Black Lives Matter to go to what? Yeah. I, what what advancements yeah, have they had? Nothing. I want to marvel for a second at how much money and how fast. I mean, this is a woman who was a, a socialist activist, what, two years ago? Yeah. Right. And now she's she has four houses. I've been working on a nationally syndicated radio show for 20 years. In addition to that, my wife had a nationally syndicated radio program. I've hosted television shows. I bought Bitcoin in 2014 and I bought Dogecoin three weeks ago and I only have one house. How does she have four houses? What the hell? It pays, baby. It pays to be a racist. Yes, it does. It really does. It really does. Uh, all right. We got to go to break first. We want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar, who, speaking of Stu, of your wife, she ah. turned me on to Built Bar, and now I've turned on all of these people, and they're like, like, crack addicts. This is why Bilt I can't Bar. afford four houses. She spent all That's, her money on Built Bar. There you go. That's, That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, and I know a lot of you out there can relate because a lot of people are like, Sarah, I can't stop buying Built Bar. I hate <laughs> you for it. Well, I'm not sorry. Uh, if you are looking for a snack that is going to satisfy your sweet tooth, uh, maybe you're craving stuff and you're working from home, uh, so you're going to the pantry every 15 minutes to go eat something and you don't like what it's doing to your waistline, you got to go try Built Bar. It is all 100% chocolate. It's a protein bar, so it's high in protein. It's low in calories. It's low in carbs. Uh, it's high in fiber. It's really good for you, and it's going to satisfy your sweet tooth. It tastes delicious. They've got a bunch of different flavors. Um, they've got like caramel brownie. They've got mint brownie if you like the peppermint flavor with the chocolate. Whatever you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, they got it. You got to go there. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code NEWS15 to save 15% off of your order. It is BuiltBar, B-U-I-L-T, BuiltBar.com, promo code NEWS15. 
Oh, there we are. We're just on television. I guess I'll stop talking about my personal stuff now. <laughs> uh, Pfizer CEO Albert Berla says that people will likely need to take a third dose of a COVID-19 vaccine within 12 months of getting fully vaccinated and that many may need annual vaccinations against the virus, which I think for anyone who was paying attention, uh, they probably saw this coming because that's kind of what people do for the flu. But it is very difficult to uh, square with the whole idea that we cannot get all of our liberties back until everyone is fully vaccinated. Because if the vaccines wane and you have to go get an annual vaccine, when does that liberty, when does that freedom really kick in? Because I got to tell you, it has been a really, really long 15 days to slow the spread. (laughs) Um, There were some hearings on Capitol Hill yesterday uh, just to kind of throw into this topic because I want to get your thoughts on what the Pfizer CEO said. But I also want to get your thoughts on Jim Jordan grilling Anthony Fauci, asking him, when is it ever going to be enough? When do Americans get their liberties back? Are you even concerned with, oh, I don't know, these things called liberties and freedoms? Watch. Well, in your written statement, you say now is not the time to pull back on masking, physical distancing and avoiding congregate settings. When is the time? When do Americans get their freedom back? Can you put your microphone on, please? Sorry. When we get the level of infection in this country low enough that it is not a really high threat. What is low enough? Give me a number. What, I mean, I, we, we had 15 days to slow the spread, turn into one year of lost liberty. What metrics, what measures... What has to happen before yeah. Americans get my, their freedoms back? My message, uh, Congressman Jordan, is to get as many people vaccinated as quickly as we possibly can to get the level of infection in this country low that it is no longer a threat. That is when. And I believe when that happens, you will see... What the- determines when? I'm sorry. What? What measure? What, I mean, are, are we just going to continue this forever? Or when does when does no. when do we get to the point? What measure? What standard? What objective uh, outcome do we have to reach before before Americans get their liberty and freedoms back? You know, I, you're indicating liberty and freedom. I look at it as a public health measure to prevent people from dying and going to the hospital. You don't think Americans' liberties have been threatened the last year, Dr. Fauci? They've been assaulted. Their liberties have. I don't look at this as a liberty thing, Congressman Jordan. Well, that's obvious. No, (laughs) I'm shocked. (laughs) You've not been thinking of people's liberties. But I mean, it is. It's so frustrating. You know, we've got this. Okay, you're going to need likely uh, another COVID vaccine dose. Okay, you've got Anthony Fauci, who apparently runs the world. I didn't realize (laughs) that he we elected him to, like, make these decisions. Um, Of course, I won't get into who we elected, but Mm. not we, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) not you guys. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) But I mean, this is the most popular president, as our friend Elijah Schaefer likes to point out. Most popular president of all history is what we're to be told. Uh, But anyway, I digress. Um, When when do we get those back? Because he's not giving a metric. He's not. He's just saying low enough that it's not a threat. Well, when is it a threat? Zero? Because that's not happening. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Um, And, you know, look, the the, the main thing I think to take out of this is like, you know, they're going to all sorts. I think conservatives especially have views all over the place on whether you want to get the vaccine, whether you think it's a great thing, whether you think it's a bad thing. Mm The bottom line, though, is you have if you have a principle of freedom, then you don't have to work. There's no reason to have our liberties taken away because everyone gets to make their own choice and assess their own risk. And that is the right way to do it. I think the the only thing I would say about this is like we're in Texas. okay? 
our lives are different than your life if you happen to be in a in a country in a in another country like New York or California. Like these are totally different arrangements. And like, the, and I, and my I don't you know Fauci says what Fauci says. He's a he's a one track mind public health guy. He say, it's not a liberty issue to him, but right. it's not his job to make it a liberty issue. His job is to just say how terrible everything is and we have to get this to zero. What the right approach with Anthony Fauci is to stop listening to Anthony yeah. Fauci, like Texas has, like Florida has, like, you know, so, you know, a bunch Georgia has. But they've elevated him to be the end-all be-all of this conversation. It's yeah. incredible. But what... I think like when Trump was president yeah. and Fauci was there, there was a weird tension with red states who probably wanted to open up, but we're getting this from the Trump administration. Yes. Let us not forget yes. Yes. that Anthony Started Fauci worked this. for Trump. Yes. Okay, yes. Trump could have fired him at any moment and he didn't. Now, now that Biden's in there with with Fauci, you see red states empowered to go in and do what they want to do because now it's an asset to say no more masks. Now it's an asset. It, it helps them. And that's why I think you've seen a lot of these red states um, uh, open up. In, in reality, like, you know, the numbers have come down, but like, I don't think we're, we're without risk of another flare up. I mean, we haven't had, we only have like 30% of the country vaccinated. There's no reason to believe we couldn't have another flare up. We could, but like, we're just now prioritizing liberty. And that's what we should have been doing the entire time. Yeah, Eric. So the argument that I've been making the entire year that, hey, just let people uh, make decisions for themselves and assume whatever risk it is that they absolutely want to assume. But apparently that mean that I wanted to kill grandmothers, old people, <laughs> children, black people, uh, just killing everybody just because I had that particular position. Very violent. Eric. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, you know, interesting enough, when it does come to Anthony Fauci, his approach, same thing for, uh, as far as the other public officials. They don't have a metric. That's why they can't give you one. Yep. The can will get perpetually kicked down the road. So they use these vague terms like threat. Uh, low enough, though those don't mm -hmm. have any meaning if you can't actually identify what exactly we are looking for in order for it to be seen as something permissible. And that's the unfortunate thing that, you know, when people are listening to these government officials, be it ones, in, uh, you know, elected or not, that's the problem with the power it is that they absolutely have is that, you know, we're expected to cling to whatever words and whether they can give you a metric or not or measure as far as when it is an allowable thing for you to be able to be an actual human human being mm -hmm. among other people they don't have to give you one and they and, and and they live different lives than you you know Fauci has been in his position for a very very long time so he and I'm not even speaking just when it comes to practicing uh, as a doctor which a lot of people will criticize him of. I'm saying just living in the you know on the government paycheck yes. he's in a completely different world mm -hmm. from everybody else mm -hmm. he can't even possibly i'm talking about like as long as i've been alive like i'm, I'm only i'm only 30 he's been doing this for a very long time longer than you've been yeah alive. longer than i've been alive he's been doing this so he can't even envision his concept, which is why he's you know which is why he responds in a way that he does when he says i don't look at this as liberty of course you don't Mm -hmm. Because you're living a different in a different situation than the other American that has to had to dip into his savings to try to keep his business uh, 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 alive, mm -hmm. which failed. So yeah. not only did he deplete his entire savings, he lost his business because you made it illegal for him to have to operate. That doesn't e they don't even think about that. Or people like Fauci don't even think like that because they don't live like that. You're saying that the highest paid federal employee 
has no idea how the rest of us live. Oh, of course not. <laughs> but we are unfortunately listening to them or whether we expect it to right. listen to him in the event that, you know, we want to get on with our lives. I agree with you wholeheartedly. People should not be listening to this man anymore. I would I would say a lot of the other public health officials. I've been telling you all to tell them to go do something mm -hmm. to themselves and get about your business. <laughs> I think it's, like, it's just at some point he should just stop going on television. Now, right. I know this was a congressional hearing, but he does so many interviews, and I don't know what the positive of this anymore, er, anymore is. He gets to see himself on TV. I really do think, I think that's why he wants to keep the can down the road. He loves yeah, this. It's true, yeah. and it's bizarre because this guy, as you point out, was in the government for a zillion years yeah. and very, very rarely even knew who he was, yep. you know, but now he's everywhere. Yeah. All right, we've got more to come first. We want to thank our sponsor, Omaha Steaks. So uh, if you're like me, you're super busy, don't have a lot of time to uh, prep for maybe a, a backyard barbecue that you might be having coming up soon. I don't know if uh, wherever you're located here in Texas, the weather, aside from today, is starting to get really nice. And we're here living the free life where we get to actually go out and gather, especially outside. So if you are busy, you don't have the time to go and like prepare a lot of stuff. Uh, I've got a solution for you. It is Omaha Steaks. We stock our freezer with it. They've got a mouthwatering Let's Go Grill package that has everything that you could need. Um, but let me tell you how to get there because they do it a little bit interesting. You got to go to omahasteaks.com. Go to the keyword search bar and enter keyword Y. It's W-H-Y. You will save over 45 percent on that package plus you're going to get a bonus of 12 omaha steaks burgers for free so you're going to get four pounds of free burgers Stu is just dreaming about this right now <laughs> uh you're also going to get 20 dollars off of your first order so you're going to get four butcher cut filet mignons four boneless pork chops a pound of chicken breast four kielbasa sausages it's all delicious i'm telling you maybe like so i don't cook i don't know how many of you guys know this i clean I don't cook. Hmm. Um, my husband does the grilling. So this is perfect for us. Everything is just ready to Sounds go. Sounds perfect for you. I don't know about for us is probably not well, the right term. That's fair. It it's perfect, perfect for you. me. So if you're like me and you just want to eat the food, <laughs> this is a huge, great solution for you. Or if you are like my husband and you like to do the grilling, it's great for both parties. You can go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Y in the search bar. It is W-H-Y and you will get those additional 12 Omaha Steaks burgers for free and $20 off at checkout, omahasteaks.com. Earlier this week, we brought you the latest Project Veritas video of the CNN. Now, it was the CNN technical director who, I guess, had gone out on some Tinder dates that it was, it was not someone who it's really true. was a match for him that oh, apparently geez. was just someone that <laughs> was undercover. Yeah, it was a trap. Uh, and he said the things that, you know, we already basically knew. Yes, we were trying to get Trump out of office. Uh, by the way, our next big push is going to be for climate change. Um, but it was a technical director, so no one actually involved in choosing the content, you could say. Uh, well, I just want to play this clip for fun. Here's a little bit of a follow-up. A Project Veritas journalist um, somehow, I guess, was in the building with Brian Stelter, the uh, Mr. Potato Head himself, estrogen running through his veins, Brian Stelter. Uh, and the journalist actually started asking him questions, approached him and started asking him some questions. Watch. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Yeah, yeah, give me one second. CNN embraced director Chester's philosophy of the news. Do you think it's going to be just like a lot of like fear? Like, climate? Yeah, fear sells. Fear sells. Does fear sell? Does Charlie Chester still employed at CNN? I feel really bad for you. 
Why is that? Uh, Mr. Stelzer, we have a few more questions. Do you report any news that Jeff Zucker doesn't directly tell you to report? <laughs> it's like security. There's an extra journalist here. Like, what are y'all doing? Do you have any comments? Do you use his words, propaganda? Sure. Is Charlie Chester still employed at CNN? I feel really bad for you. Why do you feel bad for me? We're journalists. <laughs> Why do you feel bad for me? Are you a journalist? Are you able to report anything that's not directly handed down? I want. You need to leave. Do you want them? Oh, okay. Okay, Mr. Stelter, do you have any other comment on, sure. on Charlie Chester? Sure. You have to walk out. This is journalist with Project Veritas trying to get comments from Brian Stelter on our recent release from Charlie Chester in the propaganda and COVID numbers to stoke uh, fear into the American people. Coming to you from New York City. Those were cute little girly man legs on Brian Stelter over there in <laughs> shorts. Uh, I, it's just a fun moment. Yeah, a yeah. fun moment with uh, Brian Stelter. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, I, I, they obviously shouldn't have been kicked off of social media, which they were, right? right. Project Veritas. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know how. I saw that tape. It's like, you know, I yeah, don't know, like, I don't know it, what to I think. didn't think it was explosive. I didn't no. think it was a bombshell. It was just kind of vindication for all of us who were like, hey, by the way, this yeah. is what CNN is doing if you're watching. I worked that. at CNN. Uh, we worked there. And a lot of people there are liberal. This is not going to stun people. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty liberal there. I mean, yeah. they're not all liberal, but right. a lot of them are. And uh, I don't know. I mean, like, it's funny, too, because, you know, first of all, guys also talk a lot of crap and, and, and make themselves seem very, uh, very important on Tinder dates. Uh, this is a shocking, another shocking <laughs> conclusion of this, which is not a surprise. Uh, you know, look, I, I don't know that we really learned too much extra on this, but the fact that they're getting thrown off of social media for seemingly nothing. I mean, I, again, that's what makes you go, OK, yeah. what else might they have yeah. that they're trying to prevent social media? Big tech is trying to prevent from getting out there because as I mean, as I know, all of us have said in the past, it's like you're, you're going to make people be more like suspicious when you silence someone. Then immediately people are like, well, hold on. What are they saying that I need to look into? Because why would you silence them if it's not a big deal? And the reason that they did it doesn't, it's like they pulled it out of their behind. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the whole reasoning behind it or spam or what. It's like it's one of those rules that specifically exists just so they can apply it to anybody that they want to apply it to for any reason mm -hmm. because they want to get you off. And that's what's going to make people, rightfully so, as far as I'm concerned, be more suspicious as to far as yeah. to what's going on. And I, you know. It's like with the vaccine stuff, too. It's yeah. like if you immediately shut down the conversation, people are going to be more skeptical of your vaccine. Right. And, and I think what it does is it gets folks thinking that they are as they're interconnected. When you look at uh, what people deem as the big techs of the world and mm -hmm. the CNNs, you look at them as if I mean, I certainly call them part of the cathedral, uh, but you look at them as part of one because of that. When it's coordinated, right, it's like, OK, they cover this with, the you know, uh, the technical director. And once they cover it, you take them off of, of social media. Like, who are you protecting? I mean, the, the, the amount of stuff that was getting. Uh, put out there by a lot of these with well, the, the I'm not even going to say these left leftist uh, pl platforms about the uh, orange man that they didn't like yeah, about the U.S. Well, intel. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, so, on so, so much stuff that would get put out there and it was it was all, it was all good. Yeah. Now there's a problem. OK, yeah, it's crazy. All right. We got to take a break. Back in a minute.
right, don't forget, uh, oh. we talked about it at the beginning of the program, but we have tonight for you on YouTube, exclusively on Stu Does America's YouTube, the Stu Does America 250th Anniversary Power Hour, which I have to say those 250 years went by really quick. Yeah. Still. We don't put the word episode in there because it doesn't look as impressive. So it's just 250th anniversary. It's just so really, yeah. you look great. Thank you so for much. For being so old. I'm only 174. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah. So I look pretty good. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, one shot of beer per minute for 60 minutes as we attempt to talk coherent politics uh, and other fun things. Uh, it gets pretty messy. Uh, yeah. The beginning of the conversation is usually somewhat good and then goes downhill pretty fast. It, and then usually does. Chad throws up in the back or something. Yeah, that, that may have happened last time. Mm -hmm. uh, I will be guest hosting it because this one may get a little uh, too inebriated to to be able to drive. Which, by the way, I, what is up with my hair in this picture? <laughs> no, I was going to ask you about that. so stupid. <laughs> I think it looks nice. <laughs> it's very long, though. It's it's just, I guess, it just keeps going. It just, <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going. Uh, so for those of you who want to catch it, it is tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Um, again, if you're lucky, you we may have Chad throwing up again. Um, we've got some really, really fun games planned, so you're not going to want to miss it over at Stu Does America YouTube. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.